0: Hi, this is Pastor Steven. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Shalom, how are you today? I hope you and your family are doing well by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank the Lord, the situation here in Singapore is getting much better compared to last month. And we hope it will continue to get better so we can uh, gather together to worship the Lord as we used to do. But in fact, uh, next Sunday, uh, 6th of September, we'll be gathered together again at uh, Mapex so we can uh, have our live church service. So in fact, if you want to join us, please do uh, sign up with the address here or you can send us an email or WhatsApp so we can track how many people will be coming uh, because there is a limitations of seat for people who can come. So please do join us, uh, for, especially for those who have not joined us uh, this month so you can join us next month. There will be a communion service too so we can gather together and uh, celebrate the, uh, the love of Christ for us. To remember what Christ has done for us for the next hours I hope that you will just uh, dedicate this time to the Lord and uh, put aside everything else uh, or probably turn off your cell phone notifications so we can concentrate and worship the Lord as we lift up our praise and worship we believe that God is enthroned in the praises of his people and later on Dr. Benaya will be sharing with us again on the same topic uh, which is about uh, spirit-led life it will be a very practical. I believe you will be blessed. Let's go ahead uh, for a few moments and so we can uh, dedicate this time to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today that we can come and worship you once again. Wherever we are, we know that the presence of the Lord is always with us. Today we dedicate our hearts, we dedicate, dedicate this time to you, to fellowship with you, to worship you, to honor you, and to listen to the word of the Lord. Holy Spirit work in us thank you lord we bless you in jesus mighty name we pray amen amen god bless you let's worship together
1: hi good morning church and i'm happy to be able to speak to you again this is the second sermon in the series called the spirit-led life in our in our first sermon touched on the Spirit of God dwelling within us and through His presence in us, leading us to make choices, leading us to go in directions which are going to fulfill God's purposes in our lives. And it's always going to be very exciting to be directed by the Spirit in that way where we're no longer just Making decisions based on our human logic, our human understanding, and our comprehension—we're breaking out of that, that limitation, and uh, diving into this dimension of excitement. This dimension of living f- for the moment, living by the moment, and and always wait in, living in anticipation and excitement of what's next. And in that first sermon, I emphasized a few points that we needed to understand about the person of the Holy Spirit. As I said, he is a person, but more than just being any person, the Holy Spirit is God. He has his own personality, but let us not forget that he's God. So he may dwell in us and that's the third point was he dwells in us permanently but we mustn't forget that he dwells in us for a purpose but he doesn't just dwell in us so that we can so to speak become spectacular people who can then show off spiritual tricks The Spirit-led life is more than that. God has a very specific purpose for us. And that purpose is to be achieved by the Holy Spirit. Nothing can be achieved apart from the Holy Spirit. I once read this quotation, which which is very sad actually. That is, if God were to withdraw his Holy Spirit, from amongst us. If God were to withdraw His Holy Spirit from us who live in the church, then 95% of what we do in the church, the activities of the church would continue. Because such is the low level of dependence that we have on the Holy Spirit. Such is the low level of sensitivity that we have to the Holy Spirit and we actually Filled with the Holy Spirit, but we just do not understand him, we ignore him. We just call upon him. And that idea of calling upon him, I, I find this idea rather insulting, because he is not someone who is around us. He's not someone who is out there in the atmosphere. He's in us. He's in us. So we shouldn't be calling upon the Holy Spirit. We shouldn't ask the Holy Spirit to come down on us, to come upon us, to flow out of us. He's in us. Doing a deep work inside of us and working through us. So while there's a dimension of knowing the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit wants to do another work Beyond just us knowing Him, but also us knowing ourselves. God is has not given us the Holy Spirit so that we have better technique, so that we got a better method of hearing God, a better method of demonstrating the gifts of the Spirit. No. God has given us the Holy Spirit so that we may be transformed when we become better men and women, better people, being transformed into the likeness of Christ. So when I share with you this quotation, which has three points, which really is a good starter for where this sermon is going to go to. Point number one is, the Holy Spirit has come so that we may know who we are. Number two, the Holy Spirit has come so that we may then understand and accept who we are. That we will never want to be lower than what he has meant for us to be. And will never want to be living in some unrealistic fantasy beyond what he has meant for us to be. So, that we would know who we are we would accept who we are but thirdly the holy spirit dwells permanently in us to continue to change us to empower us to sanctify us so that we may become who we are meant to be know who you are accept who you are become who you are and this can only happen by the power The full on power of the Holy Spirit. My text this morning for the second part of the Spirit led life is from Romans chapter 8, verses 12 to 17. Let me read Romans 8, 12 to 17. Therefore, now Paul writing to the Roman church, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. But it is not in the flesh to live according to the flesh. No, we, we have an obligation, but it is not to live according to the flesh. Paul's understanding of the flesh is probably different from our understanding of the flesh. We think the flesh is just the lust of physical appetite, the lust of um, greed and self-centeredness. It, it is all of that, but it is more than that. That the flesh is seeking to satisfy something to, seeking to be someone who God has not meant us to be. It is seeking a false identity for ourselves, to be less than what God wants us to be. So even if we do good works and through those good works, we attempt to impress people about who we are, and we also try to use these good works to impress God about who we are, we are, in the definition of Paul, in the definition of Paul writing throughout the entire New Testament epistles, we are living in the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, then you will die. A death here, we're all going to die anyway, but this is not what it what, what is, this Propolis meaning, right? We will die in the sense that we will live a life that is apart from the presence of God, apart from the transformation into becoming who God wants us to be. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, then you will live. The the flesh is basically trying to put on a show all the time. We're always trying to create an image which we think will cause people to have a greater respect for us. The flesh seeks basic things. Food, shelter, protection, safety. The flesh seeks things which are sought by all human beings, merely only seeks them. And that is to be accepted in a group, to be loved, to be recognized, to be acknowledged. And then desire to try and maximize our potential. And sometimes we cover all that up, especially trying to maximize our potential to satisfy our dreams and our goals. And we try to, we try to spiritualize that and say that we're living God's purpose. But actually, that's living according to the flesh. Now, living according to the Spirit, in verse 14, Paul says, and this is where that phrase exists in the New Testament. And I'm afraid sometimes this phrase that I'm about to read from verse 14, which actually is the title of my sermon this morning, I suspect this phrase has been misused, taken out of context, twisted and become a pretext to mean something that Paul never meant verse 14 For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God Now I want you to get this verse in proper order The proper order is we are firstly saved by God we are then translated from darkness into light By grace, God has given us that power, as John says in John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, to those that called upon him and believed upon his name, he gave them the authority and the power to become the sons of God. We are firstly by an operation of grace, by an operation of the Holy Spirit leading us into repentance as we then call upon the name of Jesus and acknowledge all that He is and who He is, we become the sons of God. And when we become the sons of God, the result of becoming the sons of God, the consequence of becoming the sons of God, is that we are now led by the Spirit. Some people get the other reverse. Some people try to be sensitive to the spirit. They try their best to learn all forms of techniques and methodologies to try to tap into the mind of the spirit, the voice of the spirit, the speech of the spirit, the works and the gifts of the spirit, the power of the spirit, hoping that that becomes the channel to become sons of God. no we are already. By an operation of grace, the sons of God, and the consequence of that, as we rest in God, as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us, we will be naturally led by the Spirit. Let me give you two illustrations. Whenever I come to Singapore, I have access to a fast lane because uh, I'm a frequent visitor to Singapore. And um, the Singapore Immigration offered me this uh, facility to use this Frequent Traveller Fast Lane. Alright, now I don't go to the fast lane because somebody is pointing me in that direction because I hear a voice calling me in that direction. Whether or not somebody is calling me into that direction I am already having that status that is stamped onto my passport that is good for the next four years. I'm already having that status, and because of that status, I can then go into that fast lane and enjoy the privileges of a quick exit or a quick entrance into Singapore, as the case may be. Because of the status already given to me. Purely by an operation of the policy of the government of Singapore as a consequence of that I need not line up I need not queue up I can just go through that fast lane because we are already the children of God the sons of God we can expect to be led by the spirit but not to be led by the spirit to get some secret information that is not available to others that we can then use to prove that we are superior no not at all but the the leading of the spirit from verse 14 goes on to verse 15 let me give you a second illustration when I was young uh, being the middle child uh, growing up at home I think I wanted to be a good child, a good boy, yeah. And and so I always tried to figure out what my father wanted me to do, what my mum wanted me to do, what my parents wanted me to do. I tried to always figure that out. Uh and there were there were times when I was facing a new situation which had not happened before. I didn't know what I should do. And I didn't know that if I took a certain step, whether my parents would approve of it. And as I started to grow up, I needed to make decisions independently and yet it needed to be accurate. It needed to be the wise, right decision. Because ultimately, when my parents found out what I had chosen to do, what I had decided to do, I was either going to get their approval or I was going to get their disapproval and I wanted the approval. Now easiest thing would be To ask them But You know in those days When, telecom, when communication Through phone or through The internet wasn't possible I had to make decisions By the snap of a finger And I remember my dad once saying to me You are my son You've lived with me long enough You would know what i would want and i would know why you made some of those decisions that you made i don't think you can get it wrong and, and my dad even told me he said look if you came back and told me about the situation that you were facing and asked me to tell you what you what i wanted you to do i perhaps didn't even have an answer for you but because you were already my son i would trust your decisions So the point that I'm trying to make is all I needed to do was to know who I was to know who I was was actually not based on myself but who I was in who I was in relationship to the household that I lived in and that status was going to help me to be even subconsciously unconsciously to have the right kind of instinct the right kind of sense, the right kind of sense of belonging that will cause me to mature. So in verse 15, Paul goes on to say, the spirit that you received, it doesn't make you a slave. It doesn't make you a slave to the needs of love, shelter, safety, recognition, acceptance, food, um, acknowledgement self-actualization doesn't make you slaves to try to put on a show to try to do the works of righteousness in order for you and i to be accepted no we need to be the spirit has come to free us from that so that we will never live in fear again paul tells us in verse 15 but rather that the spirit that we have received, this Holy Spirit that we have received, who is a person, who is God, who lives in us permanently, He will now cause us to be adopted into sonship, and by Him, we will have this natural instinct to cry, Abba, Father. You see, Jesus as the son is not an imitation of the father-son relationship which exists on the earth today. No, on the contrary, the father-son relationship which exists on the earth today is a mirror image. It is an imitation of the father, God the father, and got the son relationship which existed even before the beginning of time. It's just that our relationship with our earthly father, due to the fall of man into sin, existing in this imperfect world, that relationship is not able to 100% reflect the quality of the relationship that God the Son has with God the Father. So the Son gave up his position with the Father, became man, died on the cross, paid the price for all of us. And then the Father sent forth the Spirit upon us so that this Spirit may transform us into That one, God's one only son. Hence, we are not joining that one unique son in the same status. But we are being adopted into sonship. I'm reminded of this story of five women who got together and five mothers who got together and decided to have lunch. And as mothers normally do when they get together, They tend to boast about the kids. So the mother number one was boasting about how a kid had just graduated from Bible school and was now a youth pastor. So the other mothers were rather condescendingly, politely um, congratulating her and complimenting her. But then mother number two decided to let the first mother know, put her in a position and said, Yeah, well it's good your son is a youth pastor. But my son, he is now an associate pastor. So everybody now started to compliment the second mother. The attention shifted to her. The third mother in that group didn't want to be left out. And she said, Well, that's good that your son is the associate pastor. But my son, praise be to God, he is the senior pastor. I guess if your boys were in my son's church, He would be their boss. So now the attention shifted to the third mother and everybody had to congratulate her and compliment her, right? Celebrate who her son was. The fourth mother couldn't wait to jump in and she decided to say, tell tell them that, oh, you know, it's good that your boys are youth pastor and uh, associate pastor and senior pastor. But my son, he's the bishop. That will make him the leader of all the senior pastors in our denomination. So, well, the other three women who had shared about their sons well, had to greet their teeth and now offer congratulations to the fourth mother. Now, the fifth mother was really quiet. She was like, Focusing on the food, so the other four mothers got a little bit curious, and they started to prod her and say, "Hey, what about your son? How come you're so quiet?" They were they were thinking that she was probably quiet because she had nothing to boast about, and she, well, she put a fork down in a in a in a cutlery down, and she decided to look at the moms and say, the other four moms are friends, and say to them, "I didn't want to boast about my sons because, you know, it would make." But my son, because it made your son's achievement appear quite hollow. So the other four were really curious. What, what could be higher than the bishop? So Come on, tell us. What about your son? He said, my son, well, well, okay, since you asked. My son, you know, when he comes into the church, sanctuary, especially when all the women look at him, they would just look at him and gasp and say, oh my God. Because you see, he was six feet tall and so good looking. Well, I don't know if you got the joke. But you know what could be higher than the bishop? God. Well, the point is, you know, being someone on the hierarchy, someone going up on the food chain, someone trying to climb up the ladder of the rat race. There's always going to be somebody above you. But there cannot be a status greater than the status of the Son of God. And the Spirit has come not just to give us spiritual fireworks for us to demonstrate and show off. The Spirit has come not just for us to have a sense of the thrill of the Dunamis power, anointing of the Holy Spirit. He's not just trying to work through us. He just wants to firstly do a good, deep work in us. In verse 16, Paul says, The Spirit who is in us testifies with our spirit to try to entrench within us this identity of who we are. We are nothing less than God's sons. And if you don't understand what God's son is like, what the status of being a child of God is like, he says, you know, if we are children, then we are heirs. We are people who are going to inherit. We will inherit, the, become the heirs of God, the co-heirs with Christ. We are adopted. Let's not forget that. We're not divine because we are just simply human." but through an operation of the grace of god we have been elevated to the status of the child of god the son of god and the holy spirit is working deep within us to transform uh our de- desire to be someone our desire to find ourselves our desire sometimes to seek a false identity sometimes to puff ourselves up to appear better than others when god has put within us this stamp of being his child when we walk into the streets when we walk into our place of work no matter what challenging environment that we get into no matter what pressurizing situation that we face the truth of Paul's words remains If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. And what is the suffering of Christ? And that's his suffering of having to deal with the flesh, having to sometimes give up what is rightfully ours, just as Christ Jesus had to limit himself so that he could Then live in obedience. There's an element of suffering there. Let's not think that Jesus' suffering was just about hanging on the cross because if that is the case, that would have been so last minute. Whereas the Bible tells us that from the moment he emptied himself of his divine nature, he was already starting on the journey of learning obedience. And that must have been a great suffering because many of us are capable of going on our own path and doing quite well for ourselves. But then holding back is a suffering, especially when we are right, it's we're well within our rights to go on our own path, but holding back is a form of a sacrifice of a suffering then yielding to the spirit not so that we may then become spiritual superman but so that we may be transformed into the fullness of the children of god i want to summarize this morning's message into three points my first point who we are is based on who died for us and who lives Inside us. Number two. Who we become. Depends on who we live for. And what we die to. We live for him. We die to the flesh. And that is going to set us. On the path. To becoming. Who God wants us to be. To be. Feeling. Entirely from, from deep within us From the top of our head to the tip of our toe Not just knowing, not just convincing ourselves That we are children of God Sons of God But my third point Who we belong to Because we belong to God That we may cry out, Abba, Father Changes how we feel How we think and ultimately, how we act. New Beginning Church. Stay blessed. Know who you are. Accept who you are. Become who you are. That is the spirit-led life. God bless. You. I believe you have been blessed by the word of the
0: Lord. Let's continue to uh, trust the Lord and trust the Holy Spirit to lead us all the way to a victorious life, even though in this pandemic seasons we believe that God will continue to let us he never leave us he never forsake us once again please do register for next sunday live service at mapex you can find more information on our website and uh, you can uh, register and so we can uh, track how many people will come we hope that you will join us next sunday there will be a convenient service too let's bow our head once again to pray Father, we thank you today that you're blessed with the word of the Lord. Father, we pray that you bless your people and that you plant the word of the Lord in our hearts that you will grow to bring glory to the name of the Lord. Bless you people, Lord. We also pray for Singapore. We pray that the situation will continue to improve for God. We pray that you bless these nations. We also pray for next Sunday that we will gather together to worship you at Mapex. Father, you bless our... Uh, gathering so we can honor you and worship you and we can feel and experience the love of Christ and the love of brothers and sisters in the Lord bless you people Lord in every areas of their life when you lift up all your hands and receive the blessings of the Lord may the blessings of the Heavenly Father the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the anointing and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you from now on and forevermore in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ Amen Amen God bless you i case is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org. www.nbcsingapore.org. God bless you.